Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, everybody. Okay. Um, uh, please roll. This is Domestic Roundtable 4, Utopia. Um, we are going to start the interview. We have 15 minutes. Um, please, uh, one question each, no second question or follow-up. And we're going to try to get as many questions in as we can. Okay. Um, we are going to go ahead and start with um, Denise. Awesome. So first of all, I mean, there was a lot of crazy scenes that happened throughout this show, a lot of gruesome stuff. What were both of your initial reactions to the script when you guys first read it? Well, I was thrilled. I was so all in immediately upon seeing that pilot. I just thought it was so cool. Um, and even though there are some graphic moments, it was also just so well written. And I was so invested in those characters from the jump. So Ditto. Awesome. sign me up. Ditto. Yeah, it, um, you know, struck me right away as something like very unique and distinct. And that is obviously a triumph in itself, given how oversaturated uh, the television landscape is and how much we're bombarded with on a weekly basis to like come across something that feels like new and fresh. Um, you know, that's a gift. So the fact that uh, they wanted me to be a part of it was, was a dream come true. Awesome. Thank you. Next up, we have Kristen. And she is from, uh, please announce your name, please. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kristen from the fan club. Um, You guys killed it. You had such great chemistry in this show. And I was wondering if you could share what it was like working with this cast and working with each other, how you kind of, um, you know, brought that chemistry to life. I would say that um, it's really quite simple. Dan is such a lovely person. And uh, I think just from the start of first meeting each other, you know, we didn't do a chemistry read, which is a pretty standard thing when you're playing uh, romantic partners, just to make sure that you have chemistry. We just did our individual auditions and then uh, arrived in the room and they were like, okay, now you guys are in love. Let's see it. We want to believe it. Uh and so that's always a bit intimidating, but I think just naturally, you know, we get along well. And, and so that made it much more easy to pretend to be in love. And as far as the cast, I mean, it's funny because we all say that we are very similar to our characters. And that is definitely an interesting dynamic of that group of comic book fans is that they're all so different, but we also have like core values and core similarities. And I would say that's true of the cast too. So, you know, we made some great friends from this show. Yeah, we were all very invested in um, sort of forging our bond off screen, um, in part for that to translate on screen, because we knew this chemistry was like important. If we were all sort of like not comfortable with each other, then what we were doing on screen wouldn't be as strong as it could be. So we all had like a vested interest in getting very comfortable with each other very quickly and um, we were able to do that in large part because we were in Chicago in a place that none of us lived. None of us had any real like support system there. So we kind of leaned on each other. 
uh, for that. And anytime you're with a new group of people in a new place and everybody's in the same boat, that bond can just be expedited and forged much, much quicker. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. Um, Dana Abercrombie from Co Coalition. Yes, hi. I was wondering, if you could sit down with your characters, what advice would you give them navigating this world? <laughs> I would tell Becky to be, to stand up for herself more. You know, she's so nice and she's uh, sort of naive and she does take a stand sometimes, but it takes her a while to get there. And if I had advice her, I'd be like, no, time is short and you more than anyone know it because she's dying. So stand up for yourself quick, more quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I would uh, tell Ian to get a new wardrobe, probably. <laughs> uh, his clothes are a little tired and could use a tune-up. So <laughs> I'd say maybe start there, and hopefully that will help, like, build the self-esteem up to, um, you know, Ian, I think, kind of lives a pretty underwhelming existence and has seems to have, like, a painful self-awareness of that. Um, and I think Becky sort of starts to pull him out of that through the course of the story, kind of makes him feel alive and sort of puts him in touch with his roots, so to speak. Um, so I, I would tell him to, yeah, get some new shirts and uh, start embracing your truth more wholeheartedly. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. Eric Francisco from Inverse. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Um, so I'm curious what you guys think Utopia, the TV show, is exploring about a kind of obsessive fandom. Our heroes, they love something so much, they believe in it probably more than their fellow convention goers, to the point where it's probably unhealthy, maybe, uh, and it certainly puts them in danger, uh, as we know. So for you guys, uh, what is Utopia expressing about fandom? I don't know that it is expressing something about the dangers of fandom because it's kind of a love letter to fans and people who celebrate, you know, fandom culture. Gillian herself uh, is kind of a on the sly nerd. So <laughs> she's really into LARPing and really into Comic-Con. And we've had multiple conversations about what we were going to dress up as for Comic-Con this year. So uh, if anything, it's kind of, it is for people who, who are emphatic and enthusiastic about about whatever it is that they are enthusiastic about, and um, and and perhaps there is a, you know something about how easy it is to get swept up in something, but I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, these characters all grow and change because of it, and I think in a lot of ways for the better. Thank you. Uh, we have Tia from Geek Vibe Nation. Hi, how are you? Um, echoing what everyone said, you guys did such a fantastic job in Utopia. My question is, though, for Ashley, um, all the characters have to deal with the, just the craziness that's going on, but Becky is also dealing with the fact that, as you just said, her life is shortened. What kind of research did you do about the disease of deals before filming the actual show? It's probably spent way too much time looking up deals. It took me like two hours to realize that it was not a real disease. It was only in this show. Um, <laughs> and then after I realized that, I was like, okay, let's um, do some research on what it is closest to. And so based on the symptoms that Gillian listed, I thought it was most similar to Parkinson's. And so I watched a lot of documentaries on that um, and read a lot of articles about that and then did some 
some, I wouldn't say interviews, but just hung out with some terminally ill people just to get their take on like how life is different for them and how they go about their day-to-day coping. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was the research I did. Thank you for that. Denise from uh, Instant Culture. Yeah, so I wanted to know for each of you, which one was your favorite scene to shoot? Um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint a favorite, uh, particularly without giving stuff away, but there there was a scene that was very memorable for me um, for strange reasons, because it was my first scene on set with Rain Wilson, and pretty much my first time just interacting with him in real life. Uh, we'd had very little conversation slash interaction at this point. And in the scene, he's getting strip searched and like cavity searched. And it's, it's, you know, he's pretty much stripped down to his boxers. And then in the scene, Jessica's supposed to be like pulling his underwear back and like looking in the nooks and crannies to make sure nothing is hiding. And after the rehearsal, Gillian came up and said, I think Ian should actually be the one who is looking in the nooks and crannies. (laughs) Uh, so that was an interesting way to get to know Rain Wilson, um, sort of staring at his bare bottom all day. Uh, I don't know how he felt about it. He probably felt a little violated. At least I would have if I were him, (laughs) but it was a good way to, uh, break through a lot of barriers. And, um, I think we had a stronger bond than we would have had I not, um, done done that to him. (laughs) Okay. Not my choice. It was Gillian's choice. Okay. Uh, uh, Kristen, back to you. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that nobody really realized as you're filming this show how relevant it was going to be in 2020 um, with pandemics and conspiracies going on in today's society. What do you think that um, people, or what do you hope people will take away from the show in regards to that? Um, I don't think we have any real grand expectation about, you know, like a message we're trying to communicate to people or to, to broadcast really. I think the show's primary purpose is to entertain. And if you can have some sort of like escapism style entertainment and feel engaged with it throughout the eight episodes, then it's sort of mission accomplished. Um, Obviously we didn't plan for it to be as hyper relevant as it is now, um, given that the show was completed in its entirety last year. Um, But I think that's a good thing too, because the context of it is so different from what we've experienced this year that people will be able to distance themselves enough to really be able to indulge in the story, which there's a lot going on in this story other than a pandemic. Um, And hopefully the fact that it's got this sort of relevancy will just make it a more compelling experience for Thank you. Uh, Dana, you're next. Yes, hi. Can you talk a little bit about, as actors, the process you went through of breaking down your character and through that, did, you, did it change once it came on time for filming? I would say, um, you know, I started with how we were similar. That's how I always start with the characters. What are my similarities with this character? Um, and then what are the differences? And then you go into like, how would I, I think the easiest way for me to get into a character is just to function in the mindset of that character as I'm doing boring things like 
when you go grocery shopping, how would Becky shop for groceries? And when you're doing your dishes, how would Becky do dishes? And then it's very, it's just become second nature to you. Uh, or at least for me, that's, that's probably my easiest way in. Um, costumes obviously helps a lot. And I think that that, that first costume fitting was really informative because the costume designer's idea for Becky was so different from mine and talking with Gillian about it and, you know, getting the feedback and that all that collaboration sort of helps craft what you ultimately see on screen. Thank you. We have about three more minutes. Eric, to you. Oh, hi, how's it going? Um, so uh, as the sweethearts of Utopia, you guys do shoulder kind of an emotional responsibility for the audiences. Fans are going to care whether you guys make it during all the mayhem and death and running. Uh, obviously, it's an obvious point of tension for your characters, but do you guys think it's a mistake uh, for your characters to try to have something amidst all of this? Just like if you could talk to your characters, what would you tell them about starting a relationship amidst all of this? <laughs> uh, I don't know if... I would have much advice to offer. Uh, this is a pretty unique, extreme circumstance that they're being thrust into, and to sort of allow a relationship to blossom in, in the midst of that is a, it's a tall order. But, um, you know, I think what hopefully translates on screen is the connection that Becky and Ian have. Uh, we, I, Ashley and I, definitely, like, wanted to take advantage of the time we had before all the mayhem and death and running uh, <laughs> started because um, we knew that time was limited and we knew it, we had to sort of like establish this connection to get people on board and to be rooting for them uh, throughout the rest of the story. So, um, you know, hopefully that comes through and, um, and, you know, I, I, I think it translates on screen and, and, and hopefully people are rooting for them um, for the rest of the show. And also I love, your red power ranger yeah get it. They, they keep asking us like what what do we have here you know oh, it's cool. cool like in our apartments it's like i should just get that so I <laughs> cool thank you <laughs> thank you uh, tia we're, we're down to about a minute and a half so you have one more quick question question before we have to end Awesome. So, Dan, your character seems to be the most skeptic in the beginning of the show. Would you say that if your character was in the world of Utopia, well, if you were in the world of Utopia, would you share the same level of skepticism that your character had? I would say yes. I'm definitely uh, also sort of a skeptic by nature. I have pessimistic tendencies that I'm always trying to sort of keep in check and, uh, you know, evaluate. Um, and I think Gillian did a really great job of just finding people that kind of embodied the sensibility that she wanted each of these characters to have naturally. Um, so, you know, for me, a big part of the challenge of starting was just kind of like getting out of my own way and recognizing that like Gillian picked me for a reason. She picked Ashley and Desmond all for good reasons. And that's because we inhabit these people like very naturally. Um, so, I kind of uh, just tried to lean in to whatever was, you know, what, whatever parallels there were between Ian and I, I really uh, tried to kind of lean into and indulge. And, and um, for better or worse, um, skepticism and uh, pessimism are, are two things, two traits that we share. <laughs> you need it during those times. <laughs> 
I apologize, guys. That's all the time we have today. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank and you. if you want this, you can find this on eBay. It's not hard to find. <laughs> oh, get that. Get that in. All right. I, I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> I actually wouldn't put a basket. Hot, please. <laughs>